5: Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you guys. We have got a loaded show for you. Diving into the Big Ten's decision to put Ohio State in the playoff. How about LSU? Selflessly removing themselves from bowl selection as they sit at 3-5 and five and potentially stare down a 3-7 and seven record. Vintage SEC, I love that. Three great guests, Frank Isola, uh, Dr. David Chow, as well as Jeff Schwartz and... A big decision for the OutKick crew. Do they want Christmas bonuses or the potential winnings of my high-end fantasy football league? I put them on the spot. You will hear their answer live on the podcast, just as many already heard it live on the radio. And finally, we will dive into an incredible story. If you saw the man save his puppy from the alligator, the video that went viral, special edition Animal Thunderdome. We will talk with that man, Richard Wilbanks, on the program. All that rolling this way, plus five-star review winners. If you've been giving us a five-star review, listen closely. This might be you. Five-star reviews. Go give them to us. Write them up. Make Danny G laugh or draw his attention, and you will become an esteemed five-star winner as well. That's Outkick Podcast, and it begins now.
1: Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I
5: hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We officially got news from the Big Ten that they were going to do what we basically all expected they would do, which is adjust the rules to allow Ohio State to advance to the Big Ten title game and be able to play against Northwestern, even though they are not playing this weekend against Michigan. So 5-0 and Ohio State will be advancing to play against Northwestern, What's interesting maybe to me the most about this is that Northwestern has to play this weekend against Illinois even though that game doesn't matter at all. So not only does Ohio State get to play in the Big Ten championship game, they get to get a bye. And they theoretically have the ability, they're going to be, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 point favor. It's something like that against Northwestern. So it would be a really big upset if Northwestern pulled off a win in the Big Ten title game and effectively Ohio State is now going to argue if they win the Big Ten and they get to 6-0 that they are a playoff team. And they're probably right because I think the most Likely way that they could be left out, and indeed the only way that they could be left out of the college football playoff, is if Florida beats Alabama, and right now, by the way, the early lines are Florida is a 14-point underdog against Alabama, so it's a pretty substantial favorite in that game, and Clemson is around a 10-point favorite most recently that I've seen against Notre Dame. So the upset that you would really need to see pulled off would be Florida to beat Alabama, and then if that happened, and this, by the way, is presuming that Florida beats LSU and Alabama beats Arkansas this weekend. If that happened, then you would end up in a situation where uh, Florida would get in alongside of Alabama, and then if Clemson beat Notre Dame, I think you'd get Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State would be left out. That's the only real way that I think definitely Ohio State wouldn't make the college football playoff. Because then you also have Texas A&M and Ohio State. I've been arguing for a couple of weeks now that barring chaos, four of your six teams are going to come out of that scenario there. And so the decision has been made to change the rules, and Ohio State is the beneficiary of that decision to change the rules. So that is where we are in terms of the college football playoff. By the way, next week, we are scheduled on wins and losses to talk with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. So that should be an interesting conversation that if you haven't listened to the long-form conversations that we have, we've got about 40 of them out there. They're pretty outstanding if you're traveling for the holidays, if you're looking for something to escape everybody at your holiday events, whatever the case may be. Maybe you just got a little bit of extra time. Uh, those those 40 um, interviews and conversations, long-form, are really, really good. And the idea is for them to be timeless, so that is on the horizon. That conversation. Uh, okay, I'll bring in the crew and see what they think about that in a moment. The other thing is, and look, I love the humor in this. LSU, who is three and five, and about to go to three and six when they lose to Florida in two days, Saturday in Gainesville, self-imposed a bowl ban. Yesterday, I just love the absolute ridiculousness of that so much in the SEC. Oh, hey, we're LSU. Last year, we went 15 and zero. we won the national championship, but we violated some rules and we're about to be three and six and we might even lose the final game of the season against Ole Miss and fall to three and seven. But we are going to fall on our sword and ban ourselves from going to a bowl game. Now, some people are like, well, they they wouldn't qualify for a bowl game anyway. No, everybody's going to qualify for a bowl game pretty much that wants to go. Even if you are awful, you're going to have an opportunity probably to play in a bowl game. So, uh, like the SEC, for instance, Tennessee is going to go, whatever it is, and 3-7. Assuming they beat Vanderbilt and lose to Texas A&M, they're going to go to a bowl game. Might be the Birmingham Bowl. Might be the Music City Bowl. Who knows exactly where they would go, but they're going to go. So, there are a lot of bad teams this year that are still going to go to a bowl game, and that's going to be effectively the 11th game of their season. So the bowls are happening to a large extent. So LSU would have gone to a bowl, but it would have been a bowl that they probably wouldn't have really had any interest in playing in anyway. After you go win the national championship, playing no offense in Shreveport is not exactly a, oh, we got to be there kind of event. So I just love uh, the ridiculousness of LSU self-imposing a bowl ban Sitting at three and five, about to go to three and six in two days, and potentially going to finish at three and seven on the year. Wow, what a move by LSU. All right, we got a loaded show for you, by the way. We're going to talk to Frank Isola next. Then we got Jeff Schwartz in hour two. Third hour of the show, we're going to talk to Dr. David Chow, but also a special edition of the Animal Thunderdome. We are scheduled to talk with the Florida man who saved his puppy from an alligator. If you haven't seen that video, he was out walking his puppy and alligator attacks. We need to just grab that video and share it again before we talk with him. An alligator grabs his puppy and attacks him. He goes into the water after the alligator, goes under the water, keeps his cigar in his mouth the whole time, pries the alligator's mouth open, gets his puppy out and wrestles the alligator. Now, wasn't a big alligator, wasn't like this was uh Happy Gilmore and we got like the the people's elbow onto the top of the uh of the alligator, but it's still a pretty impressive uh achievement. So, that is where the show is headed. We got a lot coming your direction, but I'll bring in the crew. What is the overall reaction to the decision to cancel uh, the existing rules and go ahead and modify them and allow Ohio State to get into the college football playoff. Were you surprised by the decision, Danny G?
0: Zero surprise, especially working on this show. You know, I'm a huge NFL fan, a casual college football fan, and I've learned a lot more about college football in the past four-plus years working on this show. Every single morning – Everybody on the show has pretty much said, eh, Ohio State's going to get in no matter what, and that's exactly what happened.
5: Yeah, I asked uh, – that's been the expectation. I asked you guys yesterday, right after this news came out that they were doing it, do you agree with the Big Ten's decision to change the rules to allow Ohio State to play in the Big Ten title game? 59% of you, 44 – almost 45,000 of you voted – 59% of you said no, you did not agree with the decision. 41% of you said you did agree with the decision. So let me ask you that way. Do you agree with the decision?
0: I, I kind of feel indifferent. Like I took a couple of VIP calls off the air yesterday because um, we were already done talking about the topic. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, my, it was Mike and Modesto, and he told me, Danny, this is what the Big Ten gets, and I want Ohio State and them to, you know, just fall in their own mess. And I think that part of the country feels that way. So it, it is interesting how it all played out, but you and Dub have talked about it several times on the show. You need Ohio State in that game for the Big Ten. But personally, as a football fan, I don't like the way it played out. I would have much rather watched a play-in game versus A&M.
5: So, oh, yeah. A hundred percent, I would, I would yes. rather watch that game. There's no doubt. Yeah, as
0: a football fan, this is anticlimactic.
5: The reason why I don't have any problem with it on the grand scheme of things is they were 5-0. and If they had played against Michigan, they would have won the Big Ten, win or lose. So that game didn't matter in terms of deciding who was going to play for the, uh, for the college football championship in the Big Ten because... Indiana had their game against Purdue canceled as well. So I believe I'm correct. Indiana is sitting at 5-1. and one. And so given the fact that Ohio State beat them head-to-head, if Ohio State had played that game against Michigan, which obviously Michigan was canceling it, not Ohio State, then they would have qualified for the Big Ten title game at 5-1, and one, even if they had lost. Now, here's my larger scale issue. We have heard for years the college football playoff committee denigrate Notre Dame's playoff chances by saying they only play 12 games. They don't play a conference championship game, right? How many times have you heard that argument over the years if you're a Notre Dame fan? In other words, the the difference between playing 12 games and playing 12 games plus a conference championship game was seismic in the eyes of the college football playoff committee. Well, now Ohio State is going to play six games compared to the 11 from Alabama, Florida, and Notre Dame. And yet, you're going to tell me that six games is not a functional issue compared to 11? Like, that seems pretty massive to me. Those schools are playing almost twice as many games as Ohio State and they're playing all conference games so it's not like there's easy guaranteed wins set up there. And so, you know, the idea that you're going to judge a team on 6 games compared to a team that played 11 seems to me pretty wild to be uh, to be quite frank. And I also think it's going to be an intriguing decision for the college football playoff committee because I think the four most likely teams to make it are Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. But I don't think the college football playoff committee is going to want a third matchup of Clemson and of, uh, of Notre Dame, especially just, whatever it is, 12 days after that game has been played. So I wonder on some level what exactly is uh, is going on there. By the way, I'm gonna keep beating this drum. I haven't seen anybody else even talking about it and maybe I'll get into it tomorrow when we don't actually have any uh, any uh, you know as many guests maybe. But this is crazy to me. Why is no one talking about the college football playoff games being set in LA at the Rose Bowl? and in New Orleans at the Superdome, two places that are not allowing any crowds at all. Why wouldn't they relocate the college football playoff games so that they can allow fans to be present in some venues? For instance, I'm just tossing this out there. Why wouldn't you relocate the Rose Bowl to Dallas where they're putting, you know, tens of thousands of fans in Jerry Jones's arena, the Dallas Cowboys football stadium and play the playoff game in Dallas so that fans can go watch it. And why wouldn't you relocate the game out of New Orleans and play the game in let's say Atlanta where fans are allowed to go watch games as well. And I'm just tossing those two stadiums out because they're indoor venues So you wouldn't have to worry about the weather at all. And you have the ability to have fans present. Is no one else thinking about this? I'm not even sure that by January 1st, California is going to allow football games to be played anywhere in the state. But even if they are, what's the point of a Rose Bowl game without any crowds allowed for the playoff at all when you could relocate it, and maybe you want to stay in the West Coast, okay, relocate it to Arizona, right? Relocate it somewhere where they have basically indoor allowances, but where they can actually have fans present. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Does that make sense to you, Dub? That like you would. Well, we'll get into that maybe in a little bit, but your thoughts first on the uh, on the decision to let Ohio State in.
4: Well, it was the only decision that was going to happen. I mean, if you put yourself in their shoes, that's the decision you're going to make. I understand people don't think it's fair that Ohio State, with only five wins, and we we ran through their schedule yesterday, how pretty much weak and almost pathetic some of those games are. Yeah, But you have to put them in. They're the best team in the Big Ten. If you don't put them in, I think there's probably even more criticism today and tomorrow and in the future. And I think it's the right thing to do. You need – Ohio State there and give them a chance to represent your conference in the college football playoff. It's as simple as that.
5: What do you think about it, Eddie?
6: Uh, I am. This was the only outcome that yeah. I, I thought was going to happen. Um, if I'm the Big Ten, I'm obviously going to do what's best for my conference. We we haven't even really mentioned in the era of COVID and all the lost revenue. This is this is millions of dollars for the Big Ten. If they get a team yes. into the Final Four, they're going to get as a conference millions of dollars so yeah. of course they're going to do what's I think best it's, for them
5: i think it's a little bit over two million dollars per school
6: that yeah they so, redistribute
5: if ohio state makes the playoff
6: exactly and so there, there was no doubt in my mind this was going to happen I, but i have said it to you before and this is kind of talking about what what danny g had said uh with the conversation with some of the vip members it just really bothers me that ohio state and their leadership in their quotes made the ridiculous decisions that they made because they wanted to get pats on the back from the media that we were going to put the athletes first and health over yes. you know, dollars and all this. And then they, they made the dumb decision to leave themselves no wiggle room. And in the end, it looks like it's still going to work out for them.
5: It, that, that's that's well said. I mean, it's not going to work out for the Pac-12 who followed the Big Ten's lead like, hey, we're jumping off this bridge. You coming? And Big t- and Pac-12 is like, yeah, I can't wait. You know, it's like it reminds me of when I was a kid, and you know, some other kid would do something that was dumb, and your mom would inevitably say, "It seems like it's always the mom who points this out." Well, if so and so jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too, or you know, whatever that analogy that they're using? Maybe it's not bridge jumping, but something ridiculous that another kid did, and so you can't point to them and say that's the reason you did it. That's the Pac-12. Like, at least the Big Ten made their own decision. The Pac-12 saw the Big Ten jump off a bridge, and then they were like, well, that seems like a good decision. I'm going to jump off the bridge, too. And then they came back later, even, than, uh, than the Big Ten did. And honestly, it's as if the Pac-12 season doesn't even exist. Uh, the same situation's happening for USC, by the way, although nobody's paying attention to it. USC, if they beat UCLA on uh, Saturday... In the Rose Bowl. Oh, is that this week? I think it's this weekend. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah, exactly. I gambled yeah. On it. Exactly. Yeah. I gambled on it the other day. I was like, "Oh, this game's going on." Uh, they are going to be in the Pac-12 title game at five and zero, which is the exact same situation that Ohio State's going to be in. Ohio State just has so much more hype that people are aware of that. And honestly, I'm not even sure you can argue that Ohio State has played a better schedule than USC. It's just nobody pays attention to the Pac-12. So, Roberto, are you surprised by this uh, result? Was it the right choice?
4: Uh, no, I'm not surprised. Uh, the Big Ten was
0: going to do ultimately what's best for it, for its conference. The conference was terrible. It's been terrible as a whole this year. So, the, I, I knew they were going to put Ohio State in there without a doubt.
5: Uh, all right. So, Thursday night football is back. It's like we barely finished last week because we had a Tuesday night football game. Thursday night football is back. The Patriots are taking on the Rams
3: slash sports the way tire buying should be
5: all right we bring in frank isola at the frank isola he is at espn uh, where you can often see him on around the horn or pti he also uh, is uh, on sirius xm and he's with us every single thursday morning at around this same time frank did you love as much as i did first of all I'm, i'm assuming you saw this story that LSU has self-imposed a bowl ban uh, despite the fact that they are 3-5 and five and about to fall to 3-6 and six and potentially falling to 3-7 and seven if they were to lose to Ole Miss in the final week of the season. This is just a kind of selfless, uh, selfless uh, act that I've come to expect in college athletics.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I'm going to pick up on that theme, and just for this year alone, I'm going to remove myself from People Magazine's Sexiest Man <laughs> Alive. So, I'm not That's really be nice of you. you. You know,
5: with COVID going on and being as wildly good looking as you are, it would really be unfair <laughs> to just uh, force people to, you know, just look at you on the cover of the magazine again.
2: You but, know what it also tells you, though? Like, all right, so LSU had this dream season last year, and yes. Joe Burrow was incredible. It just tells you, like, how great Alabama is because they're good every year. Like, and I get LSU for the most part is usually pretty good, but they win the national championship, and this year it's hard to get back to anything close to that. And yet, you know the Alabama machine that Nick Saban has put together. It's like, yeah, they don't win all the time, but every year they're in contention.
5: Uh, this is a good. This is a good topic, by the way. I want people to send me your tweets. What will you remove yourself from that you actually <laughs> have no chance of being any way significant factor in? Uh, Frank's idea of the sexiest uh, man of the list uh, year list at People. Um, that's a good one. Everybody in the studio think about that too. Like, what would you being as selfless as LSU? what would you voluntarily also remove yourself from? And the truth of the matter is LSU would have been in a bowl game because they were going to put everybody in bowl games this year and just basically treat it as an 11th game of the season in the SEC. Um, and so, I mean, they would have been in a crappy bowl, but they would have been in a bowl game. So they're not you know, banning themselves from something where they could have contended. Like Auburn, I loved this, too. Auburn is not that good. I think they were picked. I mean, they've been very good under Bruce Pearl. But this year, they're going to have a little bit of a dip back, it appears. Uh, and Auburn has banned themselves from postseason play. Exactly. Even though they were projected, I think, to finish seventh in the SEC, in which case they would have never made the NCAA tournament. But that is uh, this this move by LSU is even funnier because it comes in the middle of the season when you already know exactly – Uh, Where you're going to be slotted. And tying in with that, we opened the show not surprisingly talking about this. What do you think about the Big Ten's decision to change the rules to allow Ohio State to be in the Big Ten title game?
2: You know, usually I'm a stickler for the rules, but you knew, A, you knew this was going to happen. If Ohio State didn't get to that, you know, minimum number that, you know, they just arbitrarily pulled out of a hat, you know, when, when did they come up with this rule? In July or August to begin with? So I get it. Listen, is it unfair for Florida? Yeah, but Florida could also play their way in. It's certainly unfair for Cincinnati, Texas A&M. On some level, it's unfair to Northwestern. But it, you know, the big—I think the Big Ten is looking at the bigger picture. They figure the only team that we can get into the college football playoff is going to be Ohio State. If they make it, it's good for the entire conference. That's why they're doing it. It's it's a business. It, I mean, you know this better than anybody. It all, it's a business thing. It has nothing to do with fairness. Really, nothing to do about football. It's really the four teams that really everybody wants to see in there. And I, and I'll say this too. I mean, Ohio State. Why can't they try to get a game this week, this weekend? That's what the Big Ten. I do. wanted get them, to them to play the, against Texas
5: A and M. I mean, to me, that would have been then they could still play for the Big Ten championship the next week. But that would be the play in game that I think most people out there would love to see. And I'm with you. I mean. It seems a little bit unfair or quite a bit unfair to me that Northwestern is, one, they qualified under the existing rules, so congratulations to Northwestern. Two, they are having to play against Illinois this weekend. So Northwestern yeah. not only is the are the rules getting bent in Ohio State's favor, but Northwestern has to play a game against Illinois this weekend, which doesn't matter, by the way, at all. Uh, in terms of being able to win in the Big Ten championship game. Meanwhile, Ohio State gets a bye. So Ohio State gets two weeks to rest up and be ready for for Northwestern, and Northwestern goes out and plays against a team in Illinois that would love an opportunity to get one more win, and so uh, that just doesn't seem fundamentally fair to me, kind of like a trap game uh, on steroids for Northwestern, not to mention they have another game where they could get a serious injury, where they could have something occur – that makes them even less of a valid opponent for Ohio State next week. So that doesn't seem fair to me. To me, if the Big Ten is going to say Ohio State's in the playoff game, then they should cancel for Northwestern the game against Illinois and give Illinois—I'm sorry—give Northwestern the exact same situation that Ohio State has.
2: No, I, I think you're right, and I, you know the precedent has been set. And I think that's a good idea. I haven't played Texas A&M. First of all, it's a game that everybody would want to watch, and it would kind of be a playing game to the college football playoff now you know that's why last Thursday you know BYU I gained a lot of respect for them because you know the, the cliche the, the cliche that everybody uses I'll play you anytime anybody someplace. anywhere anytime they, they, they did that they you know on a Thursday they said all right we'll go to coastal Carolina and we'll go play the game now I'm not going to make an excuse for them and I don't think they will make an excuse but I give them a lot of credit for Putting a game together that quickly, they're the team. I mean, their program is a little bit more established in Coastal Carolina. They were willing to go on the road and play the game, and they came a couple of yards from having a pretty good comeback. I give Coastal Carolina credit. It was a bit of an obnoxious team. I mean, it's a team that you want to root for. It was a little hard to do that, and their fans calling themselves the best team in South Carolina. That's another story. But I, I give BYU a lot of credit. It also just tells you, too, it's funny right about football, and, you know, starting with Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, how important preparation is. And it certainly is practicing in football is important. They're finding out their opponent on a Thursday. And yet somehow they could still put together a game plan. They could still make the trip. Out there, and it can get the thing going. That's why. Why not have Ohio State play a game this weekend? And really, the, that's a great point that you bring up. You're making Northwestern do it, so Ohio State's getting every advantage. They're in the game, and they're getting this, you know, the so-called bye week.
5: Yeah, it's crazy. And and what I would circle back around to on stories like these is what. And to me, this is political, and it's also business. What is best for a party, or a school, or an organization? they're going to do, regardless of what the precedents are. And that's sometimes what people get upset about with my show. I try to apply the same – not perfect at it, but I try to apply the same precedents to whatever opinions I have so that if you go back and look at it, it's like a judge who is having to decide tough cases. You're like, oh, well, Clay said this, and it actually ties in from a precedential value with what he said three years ago. That upsets people because emotion – like, all the Ohio State fans are like, of course you would have to do this. Okay, that's fine. I understand that argument. But if Ohio State was the school that was losing, right, in this scenario, would the argument be the same? In other words, what if Indiana had beaten Ohio State, but they had only played five games, and then Ohio State goes on and they go 7-1 and one against their schedule, would they feel like it was fair that Indiana would get in? Maybe, maybe not. I've always thought most fans, because fandom is emotion-based, and honestly this ties in well with social media, because social media is emotion-based, logic often loses. And logic is what really should govern the day because it's founded in some way in an intelligent analysis of situations as opposed to what result do you want? Okay, let's figure out a way
2: to get there. Yeah, and with all due respect to all those programs, the Big Ten, and if Michigan is playing well, it's Michigan and it's Ohio State. And the one thing about Ohio State, all the years going to Cleveland, for the basketball or baseball games, it really strikes you. Like the two teams in Ohio are the Cleveland Browns, and it's really Ohio State. I've been to games where they one day they they showed Jim Trestle on the jumbotron. I think we've got a Cavs game. Place went crazy. Yeah. Then they started doing the Ohio the Ohio chant that they do with spelling out the spelling out the yeah. word. If, but you're 100% right. If the roles reversed here and they put Indiana in the game, the people at Ohio State would be screaming. But once again, it goes back to what the Big Ten believes is best for them. We have the best chance for us to win a national championship. would be Ohio State. We're all going to benefit from something like that. I still don't know why they just don't go to eight teams. And I get it. The 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th team, those programs will be screaming. But at least, well, why not just do it? They're right? going to do it next Wait. year,
5: Frank. I will be stunned. This year, I think the argument actually does make some sense, which is the fewer teams you have in the playoffs, the less of COVID outbreak issue you have to yeah. worry about. And I think the NFL yeah. is going to find that out with going to 14 teams, seven from the AFC, seven from the NFC this year. But I would be stunned beyond belief if next football season they aren't going to eight. And and one reason I think it's so important, I'm a huge college football fan, obviously, but this, I think they've been kind of stunned that this has happened. It's the same teams every year in the college football playoff.
2: Good point. You know, yeah. it's
5: Alabama, it's Clemson, it's Ohio State, and there's occasionally, you know, an Oregon or an LSU or an Auburn or a Washington or a Florida State that will blip up. But pretty much every year, you can write in three different teams that you feel like are going to be in the playoff, and it's been Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Why is that? Sorry, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Why is that? Because I think all the recruits have bought into the idea of the college football playoff as being such a big deal that once you get there for a couple of years, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. All the best players go to you because they want to go to the college football playoff. So I think going to eight will just open up the college football playoff opportunity to more teams. And theoretically, then, at least there will be more variety in terms of the playoff. Plus, let's be honest, the playoff, I mean, having more teams in the playoff and having more teams with chances to make the playoff is much better for college football than right now. By the, by, you know, look, by the second week of September, Half the schools in America are already eliminated and by the that's end of right. September a huge percentage of people out there know that their team has no chance to make the college football playoff there's nothing else like that in sports where four weeks in a huge percentage of teams have no chance to play
2: yeah and, and the advantage that I would give to the top four seeds and I don't know if they would do it this way I would have them I would give them a home game How yeah I am hundred
5: percent with you that that's the, I, I, that's I, the way it needs to be and then you do, you keep what's best about college football rolling, which is the on-campus games, and we all know it's a monstrous advantage to have a hundred thousand-seat stadium filled with your fans for a playoff game. And uh, and yes, you're right that that's the that's the scenario that uh, that needs to be set up let, in that way. Let,
2: let, let, me, let me give you one quick scenario here. What happens if Clemson beats Notre Dame? in a close game. Notre Dame falls out of the top 4, or you think they still stay I in? Think, the top I think I think
5: they're in. I think uh I think the, the the way Ohio State gets left out, the only way is if Florida beats Alabama because I think Alabama's in as soon as they beat Arkansas this weekend. If Florida yep. beats Alabama, both those SEC teams would be in, and I don't see a way you could leave Notre Dame out if they lose. Now, if they lost 45 to 3, I think that could change the 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 mind of the committee. But if they lose and have a respectable performance, I think your four would be two from the ACC, Clemson and Notre Dame, and two from the SEC, again, if Florida beat Alabama, which would box out Ohio State. The the real irony here, Frank, would be if Ohio State lost to Northwestern. (laughs) After all these moving parts and after everything they've done to try to give Ohio State an advantage to get them into the playoff with six games, if they lost to Northwestern, that would be – everything kind of blowing up in the uh, in the Big Ten's face. Uh, would, that would be
2: perfect it's for 2020. It's going it's it's to be hard not to root for Northwestern in that game, but the, you know, we, we might be just rooting for a game that's competitive by the second quarter, unfortunately.
5: Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt at all about that. Frank, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, my man, uh, and hope you have a good weekend.
2: Thanks, man. You too.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
3: TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
5: I asked you guys to tweet me things that you were going to back out of in honor of LSU saying, hey, we're not going to go to a bowl game, guys. Three and five LSU, about to be three and six, self imposing a ban. Several different great responses. You can tweet me at Clay Travis and send me what you are going to drop out of. I want to go to the guys and get their uh, takes on that in a minute. But. Uh, Bill says, I'm going to back out of the French Open where I would have unseated Nadal as the champ in 21. Big move by me. Uh, I, uh, let's see. Truckin says, I'm removing myself from father of the year contention. Jess says, following LSU's noble lead, I'm removing myself from consideration for both Super Bowl MVP and Miss America. Uh, Catfish Jake says, after much consideration following LSU's selfless act, I'm officially removing myself from the Heisman Trophy uh, race. So a lot of these rolling in right now, uh, you can let me know where you are going to drop out of by going to uh, going to at Clay Travis. Danny G, have you decided to drop out of anything?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in the running to DJ Times Square New Year's Eve celebration oh, yeah, in New big York deal. City.
5: That's a big deal for yeah. a DJ.
0: And uh, I'm removing myself from that massive event in honor of LSU.
5: That is very selfless of you. Dub, what are you withdrawing from in honor of LSU?
4: I think it's only right that I withdraw myself from the College Football Handicapper of the Year award. (laughs) That's the one I'm removing myself yeah, well, I from. Need
5: to, I need to remove myself from that one, too. I was close, my 44% winning percentage on the year. I was close to being the candy capper of the year. It's probably right. I mean, it would be unfair, given all the good things that have been going on for me, for me to win that award, too. Uh, what about you, Eddie? What are you withdrawing from?
6: Uh, I am withdrawing from the 100-meter dash at the Tokyo Olympics and <laughs> relinquishing my title as world's fastest man.
5: That, I, I really appreciate you uh, letting somebody else win for a change. What about you, uh, Roberto? What are you withdrawing from?
0: Uh uh alcoholic or best uh uh guy I ever be able to chug beer award or water, tequila drinker cuz as I turned 40 today. No oh, wa- today's your 40th yeah. birthday? Yeah. No way in hell be able to drink like I did when 15 20 years ago.
5: 40th birthday is a big deal. What yeah. are you doing? You're in California. You're Nothing. not going Nothing. I was going to go have outside. a big I was,
0: was going to have a big ass party this <laughs> year, man. Ah, I almost at the word right now. I
5: uh, Jeez, man. I went – this is this is true. I haven't talked about it. I went to uh, a – so I went out on Saturday, right? I went out Saturday. Well, first of all, we're going to get back to your 40th birthday in a minute. But I went out Saturday in Nashville um, and went and watched college football games with a buddy of mine. And after that, uh, the, you know, they, they shut down the bars right around 10 o'clock. So we went over to another guy's house, and there were probably – 12 to 15 people in the house not super late right not super late wasn't crazy you know like wild inside of Davidson County which is Nashville the police showed up and gave him a citation for having too many people at his house wow everybody indoors right I mean the you know inside the house it's not like it was a wild party spilling outdoors no loud sounds no music no nothing The police showed up and gave him a citation in Nashville because you're not allowed to have more than eight people at your house. So one of his neighbors must have seen us show up in Ubers, get out, walk inside. Again, not a party, like not any, you know, there's no music. You couldn't even tell that anybody was present at the house, probably no more than 15 people when I was leaving, and I was leaving at like 11.30, it wasn't even like it was late, really, on a Saturday night, uh, to walk outside to go to the Uber, he was getting a citation from the police for having too many people at his house. Jeez. How crazy is that? In, yeah, in, big time. In, I mean, it's utterly insane. Um, and uh, and so uh, for 15 people in the house. Uh, and by the way, once you get across the uh, the county line, which, I don't know, we're a couple of miles from the county line at that point. Uh, There's no restriction. So where I live, I live in an area uh, of town called Franklin. But you just got to your house. I should have just had everybody come to my house. Yeah. But, I mean, my house is a little bit longer of a drive. Uh, So, I mean, that is crazy. But we come back. Roberto's 40. Uh, We're going to take – maybe we'll open up phone lines, 877-996-6369, if you guys want to tell me your selfless acts and – A major decision the crew is going to have to make live on the show involving a lot of money. They don't even know what it is yet. I will tell them. This is Outkick on Fox Sports
1: Radio. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Oh,
2: oh, oh, O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.